30 bottles of blood on the wall. 30 bottles of blood. You take one down, you pass it around. It's another episode of Beer 30, y'all. Hello and welcome to all the, 30, all the Dirty 30s out there. It's episode 87 of Beer 30. I'm your host, Luke McDermott. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Drew Grill. Drew, they're, this one is a fucking doozy. Yeah, they're blood 30s this week because yeah. there's a lot of blood in this one, ladies and gentlemen. Should have prepped Bloody Marys for this. <laughs> oh, damn it. That's, that's a great idea. Shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, so this week we're going to do, as we said last week, we're going to do a man named Richard Chase. And if you drink along with us here on the show, which we hope that you do, maybe pull out the heavy stuff for this one. Maybe get it into some whiskey or something a little heavier than just beer. I never cracked mine, first of all. but And also, yeah. like, if you're not super into blood and gore and horrifying details about crazy ass shit happening this might not be the episode for you yeah I definitely suggest you to maybe give it a try but it's gonna get real and it's gonna get real fast so it just just if you're feeling like it's not the one you want to listen to hey don't listen to it it's fucked up we get that it's halloween so, we wanted to end with a big one yeah, I am going to have some very uh, vivid descriptions of multiple murders at the end of this episode, and uh, one of them includes a baby. So, again, just forewarning, if that's not for you, we totally get that, but please yeah. at least give it a shot. If give we it are, a shot. But... It's ho- again, it's Halloween. I'm going to try to break up some of the... Uh, some of the real bad stuff with a couple of Halloween jokes that I heard last night with trick-or-treaters. Yikes. All right. So that might be creepier than the actual story itself. We'll, we'll see, I guess. Drew telling children's <laughs> jokes. I don't know. All right. So I'm going to start us off with his childhood up through, I think, like young adulthood into his 20s. Yes. So. I guess we'll just start out. He was raised by a mother and father who, from all accounts, loved him and took good care of him. Uh, His dad was a little strict, but that was kind of normal for the time period. And, like, surprisingly, just wasn't like most serial killers are, like, abused and have a bunch of traumatic shit happen at the beginning of their life. It doesn't really seem like he did, but he was known as just, like, a weird fucking kid the whole time. Like, there's no really getting around that, like, he was a weird kid. At the age of five, he exhibited evidence of all three parts of the McDonald triad, which is wetting your bed, starting fires, and mutilating animals. And it's said that people who have these three um, turn usually turn out to be like serial killers or like just fucking psychopaths. And it's like wetting your bed like into an age, like well into ages that you should not do that. Like... That's part of, I believe that's part of the triad. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he, he gives Dahmer child vibes like big time. Oh, this is, yeah, he gets into some fucking wild shit. So he didn't like to be clean. He loved living in his own filth. Uh, wouldn't take baths and like, like refused to take baths basically. And then when he's home alone, he would get naked, turn the thermostat all the way up. And lay on the ground and just soak in the heat in his living room floor. Which, one, 
if I came home and the heat was all the way up, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on in here? Like, why? You're costing me so much money on this yeah. shit. I'd put a See, lock on my thermostat. He is lucky his dad didn't beat the shit out of him for that. Yeah. Uh, so when he was 10 years old, uh, this is kind of the first, from my from what I was able to tell, this is like the first account of like, like obviously he's been weird his whole life. He likes to talk about blood a lot. And like, he really fixates on blood. Uh, he, whenever he goes to the doctors, whenever he's talking to like people about things that fascinate him, it's blood. But when he was 10 years old, his mom told a neighbor that she found a cat buried in her flower box. And then the neighbor later recounted that a lot of cats went missing when the Chase family was around. So it sounds like he was just going on a murder spree and just murdering cats in the neighborhood because, you know, that's one of the McDonald triad, like liking to mutilate animals. And has he, I, cause I, has he at this point, like, is he thinking that he's low on blood? Cause I know at some point he just not like, yet. Okay. So that's kind of where we so get into not, like his high school yeah. days is when, the weird thing about it is he was like a relatively popular guy. Like he didn't have trouble making friends. He didn't have trouble getting girlfriends. The trouble he had was he couldn't get hard with these girls. And this is kind of where his fascination of blood came from because he couldn't get hard. So he figured that if he drank blood, his penis would fill up with blood. And later uh, he gets diagnosed with schizophrenia. Not yet. But that is like probably one of the like the links that his brain made because of schizophrenia was like, oh, if I drink blood, then my penis will get will be full of blood. We should have probably prefaced this uh, like at the very top. His nickname is the Vampire of Sacramento. So just oh, yeah. like that's where this is all going down. And he is known as the Vampire of Sacramento. So, again, get ready for a lot of blood talk. Yep. So. The first attempt, first attempt at filling his penis with blood came from drinking his girlfriend's kitten. So he like went outside, took the cat oh. out back, like killed it, and then drank its blood straight from where he killed it. I don't know if it was that, like a knife or he just like ripped the head off or some crazy shit happened, but like just trying to use the cat as like a juice box, basically. <laughs> I'm glad you explained what that meant because if you're saying he's trying to drink his girlfriend's kitten, that could be. You know, that could mean a little something else. God. Uh, and then his next attempt was a dog that he shoots. Now, I don't exactly know where this was, but he shot the dog. It sounded like multiple times, and he tried to capture the blood from the bullet holes with a Dixie cup. And just the imagery on this, like all this stuff is just so fucking horrifying. He yeah. Like, I just can't... We, it's when it's like I remember kids that used to fuck with animals and like think it was fun. I was like, oh god, I wonder what they're doing now. Because like I that always fucking gave me the heebie-jeebies, and now it's like, oh, so they they're possibly serial killers or just like straight up <laughs> murderers or psychopaths or like that's just a thing that those people do. Mm-hmm. This, so Richard Chase sees every human being on the planet Earth as a maple tree and he is the biggest canadian yeah he's got a spigot always ready to get that <laughs> like that's sweet, what sweet he... syrup out <laughs> his life <laughs> his head is just like a cartoon 
Yeah, I mean, that's what last podcast on the left is basically like. It's like Looney Tunes, oh, but they? with all the gore and guts and shit <laughs> oh, like Jesus. that. They're like, yeah, it's like when you get hungry on a deserted island and everybody turns into a chicken or like a, <laughs> a rotisserie chicken. Like, that's what okay, this dude's yeah. life is, but like all the time. That's funny. Uh, so he actually goes to a psychiatrist uh, because he like he knew he wasn't right in the head and he knew his thoughts were fucking with him. So like what we'll see here is a reoccurring theme of like he knows what he's doing is like fucked up so he'll go to doctors but the thing is like he won't tell doctors the full story most of the time and he'll just give them bits and pieces and and they end up just thinking that he's a weird person like they're just like yeah nothing's wrong with you just fucking weird dude like yeah i I feel like he tells him certain thoughts that are like kind of crazy and but he never mentions like killing all these cats and dogs and drinking blood and, like, I'm not sure they even tell him anything about his impotence. Or, like, he says oh, anything they, about his impotence. He does, because one of the doctors said that a common reason for impotence is pent-up aggression towards women. Oh, right, right, right. So, we won't see it now, but we'll see it later. And it, this is a horrible thing to tell. Uh, I think anybody, just being like, yeah. You're you can't get hard because you're angry at women. Why would you tell him that? Like, what is the outcome of that besides him going hurting women? That's my my thought on this. Like, how does the doctor think that's okay to tell somebody? Yeah, I mean, but that's like actually the kind of because he doesn't only like it's never his murders are never really a sexual thing. Well, they get to be at a point, I guess, but they're it's you like. And he has male and female victims. Like, he has no like age range or nothing like that. He like he's just killing to get blood. Like in the end. Yep. So I get what you're saying because that is like a '60s doctor being like, "Well, you're just mad at women." For and that yeah, which is you're right, a crazy thing to say, but it's never like I guess it never fully comes. It does. Yeah, it doesn't to come fruition to fruition like, that way. Yeah, that way. But it's more of like. Uh... That's a why, wild thing. To, yeah. Why would you just say that? Like, mm-hmm. just tell him to go see somebody about his pent up aggression. Don't be like, well, it's women. That's like just <laughs> raising right, an son. incel right there. Son, I had this problem too. And then I started beating the shit out of my wife. <laughs> and all of a sudden. And I got hard. Yeah. See, all of a sudden, I just got hard as a rock. So you just go find that little, what are you, 15, 16? Yeah, you go find that little girlfriend of yours and just absolutely rock her fucking jaw <laughs> okay what <so>. sir <laughs> okay oh and apparently this Jesus guy had like a really Christ. soft voice so be like okay yeah it's like uh, high pitched and like squealy yeah yeah just god, god why are so serial killers up. always the most annoying people they're either so like not- nobody you could rec- like even recognize they're like notices them in a room or they're the biggest asshole in the entire room (laughs) just everybody fucking hates them so not only did he have a fascination with blood but he showed a lot of other signs that serial killers show uh like pathological lying and theft and when he got caught he just like did not care showed no remorse no embarrassment no like motion basically he's just like yep that's me so uh Around 1970, when he was 20 years old, uh, he moved in with two girls he knew from high school and afterwards. 
these girls described him as filthy and dis- a filthy, disgusting human being that refused to shower. But he was also a drug dealer at this time, so like people would be okay with hanging out with him for a while. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. well, let's drop some acid, smoke some weed, and we will uh, we'll just hang out. This so, is the seventies. Like, yeah, this is acid big time. So uh, he like the weed wasn't great for him, but the acid was bad. Like bad news. <laughs> like with schizophrenia, you don't want to be doing hallucinogenic drugs at all. Uh, no, no. <laughs> normally, if a, a person does it like once or twice, yeah, they're fine. Whatever, right? But like he was doing it all the time. And having schizophrenia, just bad combination to have together. So his, uh, he hasn't even been medicated for schizophrenia. Like he hasn't even been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Yeah, right, yet. right, right. Yeah. So like he he just thinks like shit is like his brain is fucking with him, right? Like that's just what he thinks at this point. Um. So one time when he's tripping balls, he went into his room. He locked the door, boarded it up, and then went into his closet and did the same thing. Later, when asked why he did this, he said, people were sneaking up on me from the inside. Which is inside his head, inside the apartment. I I don't want to know, but I have to know. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, is it like... to understand. Is it like Anna Eklund where the voice, like her mouth doesn't move? The voices are literally coming from inside. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> that's so, like the uh, most horrifying thing somebody could say yeah i think well there's a lot of he ha- has a lot of strange quotes that's for sure um and then another time he got fully nude and just walked outside in his roommate to his roommates and started talking nonsense so i, I think this was like a kind of a reoccurring thing that he would just like get naked a lot and walk around even if there were like guests around like he just would yeah, not really he give just, a fuck did not care at all. Also, just tripping yeah. balls. Not on, like, even if he was doing acid, he's schizophrenic. He's, yeah, it's just nuts. And he's not, oh, he's just so dirty and like he smells, dude. Ugh. It's just the worst of the worst already. Like, his, I, I, I can't even imagine how bad he smelled. Yeah. Like, uh, the odor would probably just make me puke. Like, I feel like that's what it would be. Like, oh, it's so bad. So, guys, the issue was, cheese. oh, for sure, <laughs> just oh, disgusting. So the the girls were absolutely terrified of him. Like they were, they were so scared that they were too like too scared to ask him to leave. So they just straight up ditched. They're like, "Fuck that, we're out." Like, I ain't doing this anymore. So around this time is when he started making complaints about his body. Like his heart would stop beating for small periods of time. His stomach was turned around backwards. And bones were growing out of the back of his head. So the thing is, he knew that something was wrong. Obviously, he's complaining about this shit, which is like, okay, is it the acid? Is it the schizophrenia? Like, what? What is causing him to think these things? Right? Like, but like you he, think at what least, he's thinking about, he should be screaming these complaints. Like, yeah, my but heart like, fucking stop. Like, he's how is he not walking down the street and just grabbing each person by the face? It's like my stomach is backwards. But he went into doctors and he told them all this shit and they just kind of like didn't think much of it again because it wasn't like, okay, your heart is not like it's beating right now. And that's a real jokester. 
your stomach not turned around. <laughs> and I'm looking at the back of your head right now. No bones. So I like doctors are like, but he always, he never told them about the blood stuff like we talked about. And it was always just like these weird body complaints. So doctors are just like, you're just weird. Something's wrong. Like you're just a weirdo. That's basically all they came That's back with. Still crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. This is the seventies. All right. Whatever. Uh, so <laughs> as one would guess, he was incredibly difficult to live with. And after the girls got left, uh, he basically lost the apartment because he can't buy, like, pay, afford it himself. That's actually one in. of the sorry. That's actually one of the major like factors that got him caught in the end. Because as we'll get to it, just brutal, brutal murders, and one of the like five key factors that like dumbed it down to like their suspect. One of them was like he ha- like this person has to live alone. Like there's no way that anyone could deal. Like, if somebody could do this, there's no way that anybody else could deal with them, like, in a living situation. Yeah. That makes sense. Because, uh, so basically, his mom hated living with him. Dad hated living with him. So they got sick of him and sent him to live with his grandma. And for, like, a year, he drove a developmentally disabled children He on a bus, taking them to and from school, I believe. Yeah. Like, he should not be driving the car at all. No. Let alone God. Just, a bus full of children. That. Yeah. And if you think that his parents are bad parents at this point, imagine your child, you know, just murdered a cat. And, like, it just, I, like think of everything this child does. I don't know if that's bad parenting, parenting, but, well, not wanting to live with him is not bad parenting. What they no, end up doing is mom, bad parenting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His mom ends up being, like, fucking bad for what happens, I think. So, he only lived with uh, with her a year before she got sick of him and sent him back. And then this time, he ended up in, like, a hospital. Not a mental hospital, just, like, a straight-up hospital. Where he told the doctors that his heart and kidneys stopped working. His pulmonary artery had been stolen. And his blood stopped pumping completely. Which is, again, like... Okay, the doctors keep just being like, hey, man, you're weird. Like, that's it. Like, why would you not take any of the things he said, like, seriously? Like, are there no medical records at all back in the 70s? Like, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, and if I'm not mistaken, at this point, I believe this is where he gets his nickname, right? And he's just talking to everybody. Okay. This is that's so, the next one. Okay. Yeah, so he this is before he goes into a mental asylum. So that's where after he gets out of this uh oh, but this is when he was finally diagnosed as a schizophrenic. So the doctor said that but the doctor said that he was not a danger to himself and he was not a danger to others, but they he needed medication and treatment and stuff like that. So he went to live with his mom where he believed she was poisoning him and trying to control him. But he told all of this to his imaginary friend that he made up. Um, so I don't think it came out until later. So that's that, not like, going to all of this stuff. Yeah. So that's not going to get it done. Nobody's going to help him. The imaginary friend can't help. Yep. It's like so, he's the only one trying to help himself, but like he's not fully trying listening. to. Well, like yeah. he's not fully trying to help himself because he's not telling them the full story. But he yeah. really is the only one that's trying to like. Again, not like 100%, but the only one at least kind of trying. He's at least giving some signs that it's like, hey, I'm fucked up and I need help. 
And I won't tell you the whole story, but there's bones growing out of my back of my head. So <laughs> if you could uh, help me with that, that'd be lit. Um, and I drank a kitten again. That sentence should never be said. So, uh, since he was so hard to live with, his mom and dad thought it'd be best just to get him an apartment for himself, which is let's solid great parenting. Idea. Yeah, great yep. parent. That's let's <laughs> just get him away from us. <laughs> he just got dosed, diagnosed as a schizophrenic. Time for him. Time for him to grow up, live on his own. Could you leave? That's <laughs> just that's. Hey, honey, we got you an apartment, so we don't have to fucking hang out with you ever. If there's one thing um, I know about serial killers, at that, at no point in their life were they ever isolated. Yeah, no, isolation is <laughs> definitely a good thing. No, this yeah, g- especially for somebody like this, who yep. drinks blood. <laughs> Want to emphasize that? <laughs> so, uh, he spends his days in this new apartment, riding to the local rabbit farm, taking them home butchering them, and then either drinking the blood, eating it raw, or blending it down, and mixing it with Coca-Cola to drink it like a smoothie. Hey, uh, hey, Luke, where, do go- where does a ghost go on vacation? Well, I don't know, Drew. Where does a ghost go on vacation? Malibu. Oh, shoot. <laughs> okay, hopefully that... Well, now we're back. <laughs> all right. He did all this because he thought... Uh, Oh, that word got misspelled. Oh, he thought his heart was shrinking, and it would eventually disappear if he didn't do anything about this. Now, later, it was known that this is called Cotard Syndrome, or the belief that you're a walking walking corpse, missing parts of your body, or that you are dying slash don't exist. So, this guy is schizophrenic. Unfortunate. He has uh, Cotard Syndrome. And then there's another thing that he gets, uh, like, later, like, when people look back, they're like, oh, yeah, he definitely had this. So, um, one day, so his dad would, like, actually come over and, like, play cards with him sometimes. And when he did this one day, he saw him, like, pale as hell and only wearing shorts. Uh, and he told his dad that he had bought a bad rabbit and thought he had food poisoning. And, like... Apparently, he just had rabbits, like, stuffed up in cages in his apartment, and his dad, like, never really questioned him about it. Again, like... I think oh, one point, he was just weird. like, what do you do with those rabbits? And he was like, I'm eating them. And his dad was like, okay, like, not gonna ask about that again. Yeah, which is like, okay, <clears throat> it's not super weird if you're, like, hunting rabbits and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go hunt and I'll bring back, like, a rabbit or two. But when you have, like, cages full of them in your house, and you're like, oh, I'm eating them. And your dad's like, yep, not going to not gonna dig deeper on that one. That's just bad parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, this is bad parenting. So that night, his dad took him to the hospital where they found out he had blood poisoning from injecting himself with the blood of a rabbit. He thought that since he ate bad rabbit, that its blood was like battery acid and would burn through his stomach. So the only way to stop it was to inject clean rabbit blood. <sighs> this is another situation where, like, his schizophrenia is just fucking with his logic. And it's like, this doesn't make sense to any normal-minded person. But to him, it's like, yep, this is it. This is how I solve it. So after and this, he was finally checked into a mental Because he had blood poisoning. 
from injecting the blood of another animal into his fucking veins. So, uh, two days later, he escaped from the institution, though. So, (laughs) after he escaped, they took him to a different facility where he finally earned his name Dracula. Because all he could talk about was blood and killing animals. Uh, him escaping from the asylum, go back to the cartoon thing. I'm just picturing like a Scooby Doo where it's down a hallway and he's running out of different doors and it's all it's all hijinks, <laughs> but there's just blood everywhere. Oh god. <laughs> I, I was imagining just like a tunnel like him tunneling out with a spoon like they do in all those. <laughs> like Andy Dufresne. Yeah. He so t- he grabbed a he crawled through two and a half miles of just blood to get out. <laughs> and he drank it all on his way. <laughs> Actually, he just he drank it all. All of it. How would you a understand kid- how much blood that is? How would your kidneys process blood? I have no idea. That's I, I, crazy. I just I just I don't I can't believe he's not dead. Yeah, no, there's like, already at the end of this what like is found in his apartment. I'm like, I know he's schizophrenic and all these like crazy other things, but I think that he also had some like crazy major form of like food poisoning or something like that, or like oh, he had eating just have. raw flat or like what like some tapeworm or like whatever it is, just driving him like over the edge of nuts. Yeah, I mean, there's no way he didn't have like severe issues with his body because like. I just don't think that you can drink that much other animal blood and just be like fine and dandy. It just yeah, and you know I don't think that's possible. And the only thing else, he, only other thing he's mixing in is orange soda because apparently he loved orange soda. Oh God! Ugh. <laughs> All right. Max. One day in the mental hospital, they found him in his room, covered in blood, with dead, decapitated birds. And they asked him what happened, and he said, I cut myself shaving. Like, what? This is where they, the last podcast on left brought up Looney Tunes shit. It's like, oh. So. Yep. It is now suspected that he suffered from Renfield Syndrome, also known as clinical vampirism, where you have an obsession of drinking blood. Now, Renfield syndrome has three stages. Cutting yourself and drinking the blood. The animal stage where you drink the blood of animals. And then the third stage, drinking the blood of other humans. So Not a, not a good stage in there. Nope. <laughs> uh, but if you stopped at two, we wouldn't know about you. So That's true. On September 29th, Dude, 1976. Just staring me in the face in my garage right now. A mouse is? Yeah. I get mice in this fucking garage and I can't. <laughs> it stared me in the face right now. I don't know what to do. I have nothing to throw at it. Cut its head off and drink its blood, Drew. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> you just hear me like horrifying mouse. <laughs> All right. So, uh, September 29th, 1976. He got released from the institution after everyone, besides the doctor, gave a strong disapproval. Everybody besides his main doctor was like, do not let this motherfucker out. He is not okay. And the doctor's like, hey, he's shown strong uh, socialism uh, growth. So, like, he's good to go. Like, oh, he's good at talking to people now. 
he can leave. All he's no. talking to these people about is blood. That's it. <laughs> it's just how he loves blood. Yeah, uh, he's just a not... weird guy. Yeah, it's just he's just weird. But he's weird though. So <laughs> it's just weird. This is around the time that his mom like is like, hey, don't take your meds. You don't need them. Like, you're fine. Just don't do it. And like encouraging him to like not use his meds to wean off them because they weren't helping. And just she kind of said overall that they made him dull. Which Please. the world the which the world needed. That's kind of like probably what it was supposed to do a little bit or at least maybe he was just dull and quiet because he's like oh my god my brain is like finally shut off a little bit it's quiet now like yeah i've never experienced silence yeah i think the medication back then straight up just like stopped your dopamine oh i'm sure it was like not great it was just like yeah he probably was a dull guy but like what are you trying to bring back like what what's missing from him that you're like, yeah, I wish I could see this side of Richard back. You hate him. <laughs> you yeah. don't want him around. You're like, hey, stop taking your medicine and then go back to your apartment. She's finally trying to be a good parent, but it's actually bad parenting. I almost think that it's like, uh, I hope he'll stop taking his medicine so he just kills himself or something like along those lines of like, I, mean, I want could him be. out of my life forever so him being a zombie is just it's not gonna do that so maybe if i tell him to stop taking his meds he'll yeah i kill himself i don't see any major flaws in that logic at all so in 1977 august of 1977 uh the tribal police got a call about an abandoned vehicle on a reservation when they got to the vehicle, it had two guns stained with blood. Next to the guns were a blood-soaked pile of clothes and blood-soaked shoes. And on the floor of the car was a plastic bucket filled with a liver sitting in a pool of blood. Richard was found by the police perched on a rock about half a mile away naked. So they had their binoculars out and they, are, they just see a naked dude covered in blood perched on a rock. Like he's yeah, fucking I, Gollum. <laughs> yeah, I was going. To, I was gonna say he's perched up there like Assassin's Creed, but Gollum is a much better. Uh, <laughs> I just because he's so skinny and like small, his voice is high. Too, so, so when they saw him and got close, he like darted like as fast as he could. But he was eventually caught by an officer on an ATV, and the cops asked him where the blood came from, and he said, "It's seeping from me," which is another. Just a fine quote to hear. Oh, God. So he was taken back to the station for questions where they found out the liver, just from a cow, not a human, and he was a let go. And he was let go because, again, you can't arrest somebody for just being a weird guy. And my thought was, like, well, okay, he's naked on, like, reservation property, covered in blood. And also, like, who owned this cow? Can you find them? And, like, he he murdered an animal. Especially like then uh like california is different now but california has outside of wisconsin i believe the most cows like per capita or whatever it is so like especially uh, like this is probably I, this is the 70s right yeah this is 77 yeah, um they're like there's so many cows and like so much like ranch land that it's just impossible 
Yeah, if a farmer loses a cow, they're probably just going to be like, oh, it was a wolf. And, like, they're not, yeah, even if, whatever, they wouldn't, like, really care that much, I guess. Or if they, like, heard about it, they'd be like, I'm not going to, like, I don't know. I don't think they'd look into it. Maybe they would, but there's just so much, like, so many cows and stuff. Yada, yada, yada. That makes sense. So about... Five months later, in December, uh, he attempted his first murder. Now, what it sounds like is around this time, he kind of, like, started to act normal. So what happened was... For his parents. Yeah, for his parents. So what happened was, apparently, like, early December, he, like, straight up shot a cat and, like, obliterated it in his mom's living, living room. And then drank the blood and covered himself in it and shit like that. And, and his parents were like, he could not be in this household anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're like, that's it. He's done. Yeah. So then he started acting somewhat normal, saying he's going to go find a job. He's going to go uh, like get to work, started dressing more normal, started bathing, I think, if I remember correctly. Which I love that. Well, bathing, I think... A little more often, but that's like not much. But I just love his like train of thought. Like, okay, so they know now, and I'm gonna start acting normal. And I think in his head, he's like, I just do this for like two weeks to a month, and then they'll let me back in the house. It's like, no, dude, you're gonna have to you have to display this behavior for years for me to forget that you just obliterated a cat, and like I saw you covered in blood, like drinking. Yeah, like should have just called the cops on him at that point yeah i think it's more of a you need to call the cops and not just be like nope you can't come into the house anymore do you think animal too far do you think animal abuse was a crime back then it probably wasn't probably not oh that's crazy to think about damn so december 27th 1977 he dorothy polinski was in her home doing dishes when she heard a large pop followed by breaking glass, and then she felt a streak of heat fly just past her skull. Through her the bun in her yep. hair. A bullet flew directly through the tight bun that she always wore, lodged itself in the kitchen cabinet just past her head. Later, the bullet will match a gun that is used by Richard Chase. Wah, wah. <laughs> Missed on that one, but <laughs> you know that's what happened when he didn't see her fall. He just heard. It's like fuck. <laughs> How did I miss? I was so close. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Luke, where does a mummy go on vacation? Uh, I don't know. The Dead Sea. Speaking of the Dead Sea, uh, <laughs> that same night, December 27, 1978, Richard Chase took his 22 automatic handgun and did the same thing. He What was her name? Dorothy Polinsky. And did the same thing to Dorothy Polinsky, Polinsky as he did to a man by the name of Ambrose Griffin. Drove by the house, shot him through the window in the head. And killing him, marking Richard Chase's first murder of 
seven murders that happen within just a one month span from December 27, 1978 to January 27th, 1979. Yeah, so he is more of a I'm sorry, a spree December, killer than a December 27th killer. You said 77? Yeah, 77 oh. is the date that I have. Maybe I wrote that down wrong. Okay, no, I wrote that down wrong. Yeah, because it was 77. And then, so it's, sorry, December 27, 1977 to January first or January 27th, 1978 is when he committed his murders. So, yeah, you're right. He's more of a spree killer, but technically he is a serial killer because he had, because... His he only has two technical like killing times, but the second, uh, the second one he murders four people at the same time. So interesting. So, I believe a serial killer is multiple killings, but you have to get over like three. I think, and then yeah, so. It's yeah, he's like on the border. It's it's very weird. But Luke, if you have any bounces or rounds, this might be a good place to do it. Yeah, so I got one bounce and one round. One round for Tyson because it's his month and we forgot to mention it. Shout out to the little black cat. Yeah, we oh my god. We forgot the mascot. mascot Sorry, Tyson. Month. I think I I picked you up the other night for a little bit and you ran away, but that's cool. Because we didn't give him, we didn't give him the recognition <laughs> yeah, he deserves. Definitely, Drew. that's why he's pissed. And then the bounce is just Elon Musk. Fuck you, dude. You suck. Yeah, dude. Shut up. <laughs> just, just please, just shut up. Cool, you bought Twitter. Whatever. Like you're not funny. And that's all. That's all you ever want to be. <laughs> it's funny. not funny. And no and amount of money will ever buy that. The N word increased five hundred percent the day he bought Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. So, you know, it's... uh, I only increased my usage like 300% that day. (laughs) (laughs) I was respectful about it. Jesus (laughs) Sorry, that's that's terrible. That's awful. But no, I saw that. That's really fucked up. All right. All right, Uh, back to it. Uh, Later that night, same night, within... Half an hour, at least. Uh, he fired and missed at a 12-year-old boy walking down the street. And unfortunately, that boy, when he went to the police, mistook his ranchero that he drove for, I can't remember what type of car, but a totally different car. So he, like, wouldn't be on their radar because he doesn't drive, yeah. Yeah. They're looking so, for the wrong vehicle, so he's not Yeah, so he's not a sub a suspect. And I think the kid might have got the color wrong. I can't remember. Uh anyway. From his first murder, after that his bloodlust increased exponentially. He hits the third stage of was it Cotard? Uh, Renfield syndrome. Renfield. He hits. This is him hitting the third stage of Renfield right here. He's going for. He's going for humans very, very soon. Uh, 
not long after this, his landlord said that he or that she saw him take in multiple dogs and cats and they were never seen again. So he's in his apartment just slaughter like going past rabbits, which I mean, I don't want to rank, but dogs and cats are worse than killing rabbits. Yeah. Also, I didn't know that like rabbit farms were a thing until this. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Rabbit farms are definitely a thing. Um, that's why they like are giving away rabbits at the end of every state fair. Cause they're like, we're just going to go kill these things. Sense. Cause we have a billion more rabbits. Um, so now we get to January 23rd, 1978. Richard Chase, uh, approaches 2909 Bernese Street in Sacramento where a woman by the name of Jean Latin lives. Uh, he checks the porch and the windows which are both locked. So he goes around back to check the doorway and she's standing in the glass doorway facing out and the two come face to face. And she says that Richard Chase looked at her She's quoted as saying, Richard Chase looked at her with no emotion as if he was looking at her like a car that he was going to buy. Oh, God. Oh, that's Uh, such a... What? Yeah, he lights a cigarette, stands there for a second, leaves, heads down the street, and it's about 30 minutes later where he enters the uh, residence of a... Robert and Barb Edwards. Uh. Whoa, what the hell? Sorry, my notes just made a huge skip. I don't know why I got, uh. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so what's crazy is, so the first place that he went to, like, locked door, locked windows and then he went around back to check if the back door was unlocked he had he had gone to uh robbery at this point like he's committing petty crimes like he doesn't really have a job he's i don't know if we said that like he robbing houses like stealing money doing all this and that started really getting into guns which we already have said that he has that 22 automatic handgun but big into guns uh after his capture he actually told him uh, FBI investigator who conducted several interviews with him. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Chase told the FBI investigator that he only entered houses or anywhere that had unlocked doors because if they were locked, he wasn't welcome. If they were unlocked, he was welcome. Oh, Just like he's a, a vampire. fucking vampire, dude. Either he's a huge dork or this man really, really believes he's a vampire. I, uh, Probably both. Man. Well, see, if he really believed he was a vampire, he needs to get invited in. He can't just come but, in even if the door's unlocked. That's, I mean, it's along the lines. That's that's vampire shit. So, uh, enters Robert and Barb Edwards' house. They're not there, but Robert and Barb return from the grocery store to f- just come face-to-face with Richard Chase in their hallway. And they proceed to chase him around their entire house. <laughs> Which is just him screaming. That's <laughs> picture of him just screaming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Coming out different doors. And this is no joke. He 
during this chase yelled out, I was just taking a shortcut. Oh, my God. He get, ends up getting by uh, Robert and Barb and escapes out the front door. <laughs> and uh, this is when Robert and Barb go up to their baby's room. Not murder yet. I will warn you when it's getting cra- when it's getting crazy. But they go up to their baby's room where they find that Richard Chase had opened all the drawers that had uh, baby clothes and all the baby stuff in it and urinated on all the baby's clothes. Then he went over to the empty crib and took a big shit right in the middle of it. What the? What the fuck? This guy is definitely like a product killer, as we'll get to, because he just wants the blood and everything. But I think he's also a little bit power and control, because that's like... Like... He could have done. He could have pissed in like shit anywhere, but he pissed in yeah. like the most sacred room to them in their house. So it's like, it, yeah, that's like one of the crazier things to me. I think that adds a little bit power control, killer, but it's mostly product. God, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, dude, this guy's the worst. This is a true, true monster. Okay. Uh, Oh, wait, he does kill three times. I don't know why I said twice. I'm getting to the next one. But he does kill three different separate times. Sorry. Uh, 30 minutes later, he... Well, after this whole chase thing, he gets thirsty and heads down to the store to get himself an orange soda. God damn it. Where he Fucking... runs... <laughs> oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> where he runs into an old... Uh, high school classmate by the name of Nancy Holden who is key to his arrest in the end actually uh and he does one of the craziest things I've ever heard Nancy Holden uh once dated a guy uh I think his name was like Keith starts with a K maybe like Kurt or something but Richard Chase asked this woman if she was on the motorcycle with her ex-boyfriend Kurt or Keith or whatever when he died in the motorcycle crash what He's just like, were you on the motorcycle? Like, Jesus Christ, dude. (laughs) This guy has... How does that... What? A doctor let him out of the mental institution because he was having good social interactions. Good social interactions. That's one of the worst social interactions I've ever heard in my entire life. That's the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. I know he's a crazy serial killer, but still, like... Have some That's common decency, fucking piece of shit. Wild, dude. What? The, yeah, right. What the fuck? Uh, and basically, it sounds like this conversation was, uh, like conversation prison because he probably just like would not let up, like talking to her all fucking crazy. Like that's what he led with. It seems like so he probably talked to her off about how his his stomach's backwards and he's low on blood. Do you see the horns growing out of the back of my head? Because <laughs> they're there. I know they are. I can, I can tell you want me to fuck you, but I just want to let you know I don't have enough blood for me to get a boner, so this just won't be able to happen. I just can't do that, but I I don't remember it. who you are. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> and then she smells him. She's like, oh, it's oh, you. It's Richard. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Anyway, he asks her for, like, she, like, kind of escapes the conversation. She's, like, walking away, and he asks her for a ride, and she gets to her car, 
in her car and locks the passenger door just before he like is trying to open the door and get in and she just like speeds away. And Thank it's God. not I assume that he was going to kill her, but at the same time, like from last pod said it and like uh a couple things like I was looking at were like he would just turn off after these like crazy schizophrenic like outbursts or like whatever he was doing so i it's not like 100 percent he's trying to kill her he might have just been asking for a ride because like after his first kill he just went home and watched tv like all day and just was like acted like just needed to unwind yeah just exactly so like after the whole break-in that he might have been like if there are people in there i'm gonna fucking kill him or if they're not in there like i'm just gonna rob him i think that like Maybe a lot of his robberies, like starting out, might have been that. I feel like, like that's kind of any time. If they're not, yeah, there. if nobody's there, I'll rob them. Yeah, like it was a it was a game time decision either time because he was a very disorganized like serial killer. Like unlike a lot of serial killers who are very organized. Well, well, we'll get to a little bit later. He gets a little more organized, but for the most part, like at the beginning, it was just like random. Like he shot at a woman, missed. Shot a random man, got him, and then shot at a, like a twelve-year-old boy. So he's just doing it like at random when he feels like it. Yeah. All right. So I she's still so, uh, cracking during this episode. I know. <laughs> like every time, it's like, oh, should I have cracked right there? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find sweet spots, and I've also taken a couple pulls of the Jack Honey because this is just. It gets so much worse. We're almost to the real Okay, stuff. well, breaking the tension here. Have you ever mixed Jack Honey with, like, Bailey's or uh, Kahlua? No. Shit that sounds delicious. so good, dude. Yeah. Now you it's getting gotta colder out. Try that. that sounds yeah, like a real good winter out. drink. Ooh. You gotta try that. So good. That's a good six-pack. We should keep on that, like, six-pack of seasonal drinks. Ooh, ooh, okay, hell yeah, yeah, like a mule. Somebody in the write summer. that down and message it to us later because we're both gonna hundred <laughs> percent, and you all probably will too because it's just gonna get worse. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna get lost. In <laughs> so after he got chased around, goes to the store for an orange soda. Nancy Holden situation. Nancy Holden gets away. Then he goes to twenty three sixty Tioga Way, where either it was just a random like decision to go to this house or it is speculated that uh the there's a blue van in the driveway and he recognized it from the store that he was just at Hmm. so yeah it could have been random could have been like well it still is random but why he chose that house could be either way it's hard to know why okay so he walks up to the front door ejects a bullet from his 22 handgun and places it in the mailbox which is really weird to me because that's like some mob hit kind of stuff yeah that's really like if you talk this is going in your head next yeah but a woman by the name of Teresa wallen was on her way out to take her trash out as he lifts up to point the gun at her she puts her hands in the air and he at the same time she's putting her hands in the air, he fires his first bullet. The bullet goes through her palm, up her palm, and out her elbow. Oh. 
and then nicks what? her and then and then nicks her in the neck. Oh, hold on. She puts her hand. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I'm seeing I, it. I was trying to do it earlier and it's like I think he, he must be like taller than her. I think that's the only yeah. way. Um She draw uh Yeah, she oh well first she dropped the trash bag. Uh bullet Yep, already did that. And then he fires. She falls down to the ground. And the next shot he fired was a bullet six inches away from her temple on the ground, killing her immediately. Okay, everybody. I I just lit a cigarette. I'm going to take a pull of whiskey. I, I recommend you all do the same. This is where... This is where it gets rough to listen to. I'm going to be very super for real fucking honest with you. This gets really rough. I don't like this. Okay, hold on. Ooh, there's the whiskey. All right, chase a little beer. Ooh, okay. Oh, God. He then drags the body by her shoulders to her bedroom. And he goes and gets a knife from the kitchen and an empty yogurt cup from the trash that she dropped. He pulls off her sweater. From the trash? From the trash. He pulls off her, goes back up to the bedroom, pulls off her sweater, and cuts off her left nipple. Oh, God. He then stabs her torso so hard that he breaks open her sternum. Then he cuts open the left side of her stomach. He reaches inside and starts pulling out her intestines until all of her organs were exposed. Continued stabbing the organs so hard that the knife came out of her back. The only organs that were left intact were her kidneys. Only ones he didn't stab. He then uses the empty yogurt cup to collect and drink her blood. I knew it was coming, but, like, I still hated hearing it. And that's all terrible. And I don't know if this is the worst part, but it may be the worst part. Or at least the most fucked up thing. Well, actually, no, it's not. He then walks outside, and he grabs a pile of dog feces, goes back upstairs, and shoves it down her throat. What? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's total... Like degradation and like total, just oh, God, like I depravity and like yeah. Um, I believe then he collects as much blood as he can in like a bl- a bucket or yogurt cup. Maybe fills the yogurt cup up and then leaves, and that's all the blood he's got. He gets something, collects oh. the blood, and then leaves. And this is definitely the worst part of it all. An autopsy later discovered that she was six weeks pregnant. Her husband God comes home a few hours later and discovers an absolutely horrid scene of his wife. Dude, I cannot even imagine fucking coming home to that. I think I'd probably just kill myself right there. I don't know how I'd be able to handle it. Yeah, no, I would. You would. I would go insane. But hey, Luke, how does the moon cut his hair? I don't know, Drew. How does it? See, I'm trying to think of actual responses to these. I can't think of them. Eclipse it. I hate this. That one might have been worse than this. <laughs> That's story. a good one. That's a great Halloween joke. <laughs> okay. Whew. Oh, God. All right, everybody. You got, you got one more 
brutal, brutal scene to get through, and it's it's coming up. But if you're still with us, maybe maybe take a break. So I don't know. This I'm telling you, it's rough. See, here's the thing: I haven't heard, listened to all this, so I, I told you, yeah, Luke's this new to this, started, too. But, but I am also like fully have not listened to any of this because I just wanted to it to be like a let's let's fucking listen together. I'm regretting that. I wish I heard this first, I think. I regretted saying Richard Chase because then I went back and I was like, oh, yeah, he's like the most brutal. I wanted to do brutal, but this is like, Bad, bad. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. So, what is it? That was, uh, I believe, what did I say? That date was, I'm sorry. Um, This is all that same fucking day, the 26th. I don't remember. Just a few days later. Uh, on January 24th, 1978, he starts... This is really weird. This is like a day or two later. He starts going door to door asking for old magazines. Uh, some people think that this is him starting to get organized, which he sort of does on this final murder scene. Uh, like, like he was kind of like casing out houses is why he was going door-to-door asking for old magazines. Oh. Who knows? Or maybe it was just like a schizophrenic like Tempest impulse that he just... Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, The very next day on January 25th, 1978, uh, he shoots and kills a couple's dog, and they recall to police uh, seeing a man that fits Richard dis- Richard's description. They said they saw an a man and a very skinny, dirty man in a orange coat, and he was covered in stains. Which this is something straight from last pod, I will say, but it it's just a fact. Uh, so when blood dries, it doesn't like you wouldn't recognize it as blood just because it dries all brown and stuff. Yeah. So he's just got he's just covered in like it's blood stains he's covered in, but he's people you don't know. Yeah, I mean, it probably looks like he's just covered in shit. Yep, most likely. Yeah, so he was just like, like he didn't shower, he didn't do any of that, just walking around with that. I think until, like, unless he saw his parents, then he cleaned up a little bit. I don't know if he showered or bathed, but he, like, put on nicer clothes and, like, didn't talk about blood the whole time. Uh, So they recalled, basically, Richard's description and that they sold two puppies to him like just a couple days what? before so oh, okay. he went back and killed their dog after buying two puppies from them and killing them oh. I don't know if these are the same people or if this is on the same like this is definitely within this month but he does adopt a puppy from somewhere kill it and then call oh, the people who he bought it from from a payphone and describes how he killed the puppy and like gave like so they knew it was the puppy that he what got sold like you gave a description yeah like really fucked up stuff okay i hate it i hate it so much yeah he's such a dick he is such an asshole this guy's a true fucking monster okay <sighs> january 27th 19 19- 78 this is the day of his final murder and the day of his uh not the day of his arrest 
not too long after this, he was arrested. But this is going to get absolutely brutal. I'm going to just say it again. This is by far the worst one. So January 27, 1978, Evelyn Miranoff is at home with one of her two children, who is a six-year-old. And it's her six-year-old son, and she's with her 20-month-year-old nephew. A man by the name of Danny Meredith comes over. He's a family friend. Uh, the six-year-old boy is supposed to go on a ski sledding trip, like snow day, with some friends that live in the neighborhood. So Danny Meredith comes over, and Evelyn Miroff asks him to go down to the sporting goods store and get him get her six-year-old son a pair of snowshoes so he can go on this trip. That is about 9.05 in the morning. Not long after that, Richard Chase enters through the back door, goes into the master bathroom where Evelyn Miroff is taking a bath and shoots her in the head, killing her instantly. He then drags her body to the bedroom and onto her bed, which at this point, her six-year-old son comes in to see what had happened, and Richard Chase shoots a six-year-old child twice in the head at close range. God. Richard then goes like to the twice. kitchen. I don't know. Uh, then Richard Chase goes to the kitchen to get a knife. At that moment, Danny Meredith returns from the store. Richard hears the door open, meets Danny Meredith in the hall, and shoots him directly between the eyes. Okay, what? Which actually, that's a great question. Why shoot the kid twice? If you can hit somebody square between the eyes, yeah. it's actually a really good question i i don't know um at this moment richard chase hears a baby start crying in another room there's a 20 month it's the 20 month year old nephew richard chase that goes to the bedroom and shoots the infant in the head he then goes back to the bedroom with the knife where evelyn is laying on the bed he cuts her from sternum to below her stomach and then across her stomach. He then pulls out just like uh, the last woman. He then pulls out her intestine and so the organs are exposed and begins stabbing the organs and again only leaving the kidneys untouched. Uh, he, I hate this so much. He then takes a piece of liver, cuts it off, and eats it. This time he brought a bucket and he begins collecting her blood. And this is where it just gets, yeah, it just gets more brutal. This is where his murders and the bloodlust does become sexual. He then flips her over, stabs her in the anus, and sodomizes the wound. He then flips her back over, slices her neck, and carefully cuts out one of her eyes. And I believe. I assume placing it in the bucket. Uh, he then, oh god, he then goes to the other room, grabs the baby, and takes the baby into the bathtub, splits the baby's head open, and partially dumps out the baby's brains into the tub. Oh, okay, I'm getting yep. genuinely sick to my stomach. Yeah, it's <laughs> when I was going through it, like before we recorded, I was like, I don't know if I can. We don't have a lot of listeners on this show. I appreciate if you're still listening, but I don't know if I want like to read this to people. It is 
horrible. And then, yeah, yeah eclipse it, Luke. The moon. That's how he eclipse ah, it. Yes. <laughs> the moon. Very true. Then there is a. Then there's a knock at the door. It is the neighbor girl who the six year old is supposed to go on this ski sled trip, whatever snow trip, looking for the six year old. Thank. God, Richard Chase does not answer the door. His victim count for this murder, or this murder spree he has gone on, will just stay at four. It is, which is terrible, but luckily it is not five. He then uh, takes his bucket of blood and the baby's body and escapes out the garage with Evelyn Miroff's car. He then drives the car, parks it in a different apartment complex just 100 yards away from his own apartment complex. I did forget to mention, well, I guess this is a good time to mention it anyway, all of the murders that he commits and the shootings that he like missed on that woman and that 12-year-old boy are all within a mile of his apartment. Jesus like, Christ. Just not like so disorganized, not hiding it. Is Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he ditches her car. Uh, he actually... So, the crime scene is discovered about 30, 40, 45 minutes later after the murders when Richard Chase is already long gone from it. Well, long gone, less than a mile away, but... Yeah. Uh, So, he park. Yeah, when he parks only 100 yards away, this is, like, something crazy to me, too. He's just got a bucket of blood and, like, guts and stuff and, like, a dead baby under his arm that's wrapped up. And, like, there's no trail of blood from his car to the apartment. Like, none of that. Like, just no sign of it. Dude, I just watched three mice. <laughs> God damn it, dude. You need some uh, mouse traps, bro. Yeah, dude, I really need to get some mouse traps. Um, anyway, so... I'm not going to get into all the police work, but there was very good police work done. And, oh, now I'm forgetting her name. There's too many names. And there's Nancy Holden has a cop for a stepfather. Uh, and the description of what they're looking for for this serial killer, because they know by this point it is a serial killer. All these mur- murders have been just brutal, or at least like the two. They, I don't know if they included the third one in on it. But it's the same caliber bullet that killed them all, so I think they do include it. Um, she tells her stepfather cop after the description comes out, and they're like, basically, they knew it was a white man. They knew nobody could have lived with him. And they knew like he had recently been in a mental, mental institution. There's like two other like major things that they were looking at. She says something to her cop stepdad. He takes it to the lead detective on the case and he already like I think might have had a feeling about Richard Chase but he perfectly fit the description of everything so basically they stake out Richard Chase's apartment he comes out with a box one day to throw it out and you know they basically raid him outside he starts running gets chased down like kind of gets away for like a little bit but eventually gets arrested uh, 
when he's arrested, which it like immediately gave them the okay to like enter his apartment. Yeah. When he's arrested, he's found with Danny Meredith's wallet, the guy he shot right between the eyes. And this is disgusting. And two pictures in his pockets, one of Evelyn Miroff and one of her six year old son that he took from their residence. Just like a regular, like probably his oh, like school picture and like just God. a picture of her. Just horrifying and disgusting. <sighs> so he's then arrested. They enter his apartment, and it is, like, almost literally covered in blood. I mean, how do you not smell? I guess he probably smelled all the time, so, like, I mean, people it's... around him are just like, oh, it's just the fucking stinky guy again. Yeah, it, c- it could be thought of it. just, like, sort of a Dahmer thing where it's just, like, I, nobody paid attention to it, or, like, nobody cared, and it, I, it really is, like, a Dahmer thing to me. This guy just didn't have the longevity of Dahmer. He's also a little bit by, like Albert Fish, uh, especially with the poop stuff. Uh, so they find bone fragments in the kitchen. They go into the fridge where they find animal parts and human brain tissue. The blender smelled, uh, was badly bloodstained and smelled like rotting flesh. And the most oh, horrible man. and the most probably terrifying thing of all. On his calendar, I believe in his kitchen, he had written the word today on both dates of his brutal murders. Oh. At the same time, he had today written 44 more times throughout the calendar year. Because remember, this is happening in January. Ooh, so he was ready to like... He was planning on killing at least 44 more times in the calendar year and that doesn't include animals and maybe just a random drive-by shooting when he feels like it so these cops did really good work like actually really really good work uh uh on may 8th 1978 the jury rejected richard chase's insanity plea and here's a big part of it one because of the today thing on his calendar but two in the last murder uh, at the Mirnoff residence or Mirnoff residence excuse me he had the wherewithal to wear gloves so there was no fingerprints and he had ditched his own car out of his apartment complex and ditched her car away from his apartment complex which was enough for a jury to believe that he was not insane and that this was all pre-planned. Oh, fuck. So May 8th, 1978, he is sentenced to death via gas chamber. But unfortunately, before that could happen, Richard Chase had stocked up uh, antidepressant meds that he was getting from the prison. And on December 26th, 1980, he overdosed on about 30 antidepressants that he took. Fucking coward. So he went out like a bitch, like he lived, and never got what he truly fucking deserved. And anyone who is still listening, good on ya, because that was rough just to even fucking read. Yeah, that's super tough to listen to. (laughs) 
Fucking like, hell. Yeah. I've oh. gone through this whole thing a couple of times, like, just to, like, be ready to read this. And I still feel like I was stumbling Ooh. through some of it because it's just so fucking brutal. Yeah, I feel fucking sick to my stomach after listening to that shit. All right, well, that's the story of Richard Chase, the Dracula of Sacramento. If hey. you enjoyed today's episode, which I hope you didn't, but if you enjoyed the way we tell the story, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at DirtyB30. Give us a like and retweet. Go ahead and follow us on Spotify. Give us a rating on there. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating and review. Make sure to check out Six Pack Sports. Wait, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep, got it. <laughs> My mind was like, that's not it. Right Right after I said it, it's like, that's not the name of it. Nope. Go check out Six Pack Sports, also on the Beer 30 channel here. Eclipse it. Wish you were beer. <laughs>